Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy tools and the baseball that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. prefer to think of this junction as the end or the beginning the end we are at the end we have a long end for the fantasy season as we have the baseball um what's the uh cheese plate if you will the uh the playoffs mlb playoffs Ooh, i i you know i kind of like that metaphor i this is a great time to both just completely enjoy baseball, but also cement some of our uh, some of our opinions on what happened this year before we have a long off season. And suddenly you look at Jorge Soler's numbers, and you're like, you know, those are really good numbers. I don't think he was really that good. No, it, or said differently, this is we've got a little bit of a time before all of the websites uh, take down all the data that we <sighs> should have been scraping from this year. Yep, yep. I've already I already had that thought because I hit the TGFBI page and I was like, ooh, this looks different today. I need to scrape this hard. Yep. Yeah, definitely definitely gotta go out there, gotta make sure that we that we pull down stuff before. Like again, shout out to fangraphs, but they once once it's not the current season, they switch to a different archival format that is like mm-hmm. that has been a, a real problem for me in the past. Harder, much harder to grab much harder so do we congratulate todd zola for winning tgfbi i think we have to way to go i think we have to way to go todd that was uh you know there was there was actually more volatility in the last week than i thought there would be oh most definitely the, the last day there's a ton of change yeah and i think that's a good lesson to remember this is sort of bleeding into what we we're going to talk about but that's sort of a good lesson to remember um, doing in a TGFBI in the future, which is that once those rosters expand, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. We we knew it, but we just weren't able to take yeah. advantage of it. Yep, yep. So we got to do that. Okay. Well, I actually prefer to think about it, this as the start. I actually am excited about the playoffs for the first time since maybe 2010. Maybe that fateful 2010, 2010 yeah. year. <laughs> 2002. I uh, I really dislike seeing the 538 piece talking about how the twins are two and 13 in their last 15 playoff games, which are all against the Yankees. <laughs> like, Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you. That is, that is so bad. It's, that is so funny too. I mean, it's, it's, it's stunningly bad. And most years I think it's deserved. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've talked myself into this year being different, but if they can't win game one, it's gonna it's gonna be rough well right that's the, that's a the problem is that if you just hold if they if the yankees hold court you're down in an 0-2 hole yeah which is right really really tough we'll see either way uh i think we can definitively say that in a conversation last night we're talking on wednesday conversation tuesday night we uh jinxed the brewers pretty bad 
Oof, we did. Oh, poor guys. <laughs> it's probably because we uh, because we both owned Josh Hader in TGFBI, and he was so impactful for us. He was very helpful on both of our teams, and um, he died. He he arguably ended the Brewers' season. They, they just he, they got so much out of him. He could yep. not give any more. Yep. And it was Juan Soto, so good thing we reviewed him. Look, we did impactful things. We followed the correct players from an we MLB standpoint. did. <laughs> All right. Today on the pod, we're going to do an end-of-season TGFBI check-in, resolve a bet box, talk a little bit about strategy. And then in the second half, we're going to try and work off our Sloan hangover abstracts for due Monday. We'll talk about the little sprint that we both had over mm-hmm. the weekend and, uh, frankly, Monday morning. So here we go. All right, I will let you announce the results of the TGFBI bet box. This is great. So I ended up, um, we had a bet that was a couple weeks back. We said who couldn't have the most positive movement in the TGFBI ranks. I was sitting at 60. You were sitting at 91, essentially 60, 90. You said that you would weight our movement forward. And that whoever moved farther forward on that weighted scale towards one um, would be the winner. And I went from 60 to 48. You went the wrong direction, 91 to 95. This is, this is what I was alluding to in the, in the intro. You, went, you jumped 12 spots in, in less than a week, actually. Because when we looked at this a week ago, I think you were, you were back at 60 or you were high 50s or something. I jumped over. I jumped over sixty at some points, but uh, I had the third best final week of the season of anybody. Yeah, you. I mean, yeah, you took off. That was a great, great time to peak. Excellent time for your team to peak. Did you? I, I actually will admit that I didn't follow your team as closely as I could have. Did you pick up anybody in particular, or did you sit pretty with your team? Um, it was well. It was a little bit of players on my team showing up but i picked up garrett hampson for the last week and he had a i mean two home runs two stolen bases those were both pretty helpful and then i made sure that i had william astudio who had a bunch of starts in that last week during the twins uh hangover lineups (laughs) twins hangover lineups is right uh garrett hampson kind of surprised that he was available in your league uh, same. I felt the same way. It does not does not feel like a player who should be available in a deep fifteen teamer. <laughs> I I agree. <laughs> and then one of the one of the guys that I added um, late in the season was Victor Reyes. He ended oh, up doing yeah. pretty well from, that was, from the Tigers. That was a good call. How'd you pick, how'd you pick him? How did I pick him? Yeah. Uh, it was a combination of looking at guys who had stolen base potential and um, seeing where he was in the batting order. Mm, yeah, that's oh yeah, the stolen base potential. I forgot we were your strategy was to chase stolen bases. I, I just needed my... to move up in stolen bases, which kind of sucks because I moved down from being like elite in home runs and RBIs to being yeah. just top tier. Yeah, I so that's actually that brings me up to what I was going to talk about, which was what we might have done differently this year, specifically with an eye to looking at our our point totals. You had a a great 
hitting point total in the 1300s and a, you know, a pretty good pitching total in 800s. My team was more balanced with 900 on both sides. Now, I'm trying to decide if that was that we that we focused on different things, which I I kind of don't think so because I don't feel like I've focused on pitching more than you. Uh, but I was wondering if you thought that you might you might balance try and balance your team between the hitting and pitching side a little bit differently next year. No. <laughs> See, that's sort of what I figured is that like I sort of figured you were gonna say I'm gonna do the same strategy next year except a little bit better. Yes, which I think is number one. I took um, when I took Charlie Blackman. Yeah, I should have taken someone with speed, or I should have taken an ace. And I waited and took yeah. Kershaw and Strasburg, like a couple rounds later. And I really, if I had had anyone who was available in the top fifteen, I guess of pitchers where I took Charlie Blackman, I probably would have had a better base. What if you took Chris Sale? I would not have taken Chris Sale, and he would not have been available when I took Charlie Blackman at like... uh, I guess that's true. Was it like 28 or something like that? Right, yeah, we were picking 20... Yeah, we're picking 28. Yeah, you're right. No, unless you grab him at 3, you weren't going to get Sale. That's That's an interesting standpoint. I think that I am not going to do Bistardo next year. Ooh. I like my at-bat strategy a lot. I mean, so my at-bat strategy briefly was just, <laughs> I just optimized on a very simple algorithm, which was whoever had the fewest number of bats on my team got either rotated to the bench or dropped, and then I picked up whoever had the most at-bats on some some couple-week timescale average. And once I implemented that, my hitting points skyrocketed. I mean, I was way behind for a long time on hitting, but that gave me—I mean, that gave me 50 points. I moved from the one consistently in the 140s to consistently in the 90s just with that algorithm tweak. I think that was a good one, and I think that there is something to. There's another thing that we, I should have done. We should have done. We should have just like. There should have been a certain point in the draft where it was like we had hitters. Mm-hmm. And just not picked up any more hitters and just picked up pitchers and like been sitting on them. That's a really good lesson because of looking at how I managed my team this year. I had a lot of, I had a lot of revolving door on the pitching side or on the hitting side, excuse me, and not a lot on the pitching side. And I, I I think next year, I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to decide if I want to go more extreme where I am going to stream pitchers or because neither of us spent down any of our budget <laughs> functionally or if I'm going to uh, really try and lock down aces early. Part of it depends on where I pick, I guess. That, yeah. But it's, I mean, okay, so how do you win out of picking out of the third spot apart from not picking Jose Ramirez? I mean that's really what we're that's really what we're primed to answer this year. Yes. I don't I mean you you did it right on the hitting side and you assembled your hitting pretty early in the draft. I I got it in the draft. It yeah. was the thing it was like I had but there's a, the one I mean like I it, it really it's very funny cuz like the one pick in the first couple of rounds that I just 
I go back to and I keep on thinking like if I had done that differently, I could have probably had a better result is just playing um, the Charlie Blackman pick yeah. where he was duplicative. He ended up getting two stolen bases for the year. There were I, the next three guys. And even though one of them didn't go, didn't go as planned. I remember just thinking, wow, like I needed to get one of them because it went Charlie Blackman, Juan Soto, Whit Merrifield, Trevor Bauer. And I feel like I bullied you out of picking Wit. I mean, you probably should have picked Wit there. I think you did. Yeah, it would have been nice to have eight, 18 extra stolen bases. Even though he had a down year, it was still so much better. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, going into the season, I don't think we would have thought that Blackman was only going to steal two bases. No, I thought he was going to get 10. I knew that it wasn't going to be as many as I wanted, but. Sure. Sure, but 10 out of your second production, out of your your second pick when it's not you picking Trey Turner is, you know, nothing to scoff at. Right. Still 10 stolen bases. I mean, need to think about that earlier in the draft, man. Well, it's kind of, I mean, we'll, we'll do some of this when we dissect the year and statistics in a later pod, but weird year for stolen bases. Very weird year for stolen bases. Yeah. I thought my, I thought my first five, Picks were pretty fun. Nolan Arenado, Charlie Blackman, Clayton Kershaw, Ozzy Albies, and Steven Strasburg. Like, none of those missed. No, I, I think we were we were right to be high on Kershaw. Yes. Now, could we have gotten him cheaper in in a vacuum? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that either of us looks too dumb for where we picked Kershaw. No, we helped to inform the masses. <laughs> Considering that he's the first pitcher off the board and both of us did reasonably well in pitching. Yeah. I'll take it. I mean, I, I do think that Josh Hader in round seven was also uh, a reach, but good. Was uh, was right. That's what I needed was, in my strategy. Well, if you knew that Josh Hader was going to get as many saves as he got this year, he wouldn't have gone in round seven. That was wild. I mean, if yes, you, if you knew what, what hit, how many saves he was going to get, yeah, you would have been like a, a four, fourth rounder. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like something insanely high. You would have you would have taken him over Strasburg. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll do a little bit more focused TGFBI work as the off season drags on. I think. Great. You certainly can't say that we never think about our listeners. Here's an outtake. Also, who is in Portland listening to our podcast? Bless you, but Portland, Oregon. You're looking at that right now, huh? I am looking at that right now. I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's a slow Just... judge. Maybe. Maybe. I think I, every listener is a prospective slum judge. Well, every slum judge is a prospective listener. I don't know which way it goes. We'll find out. <laughs> it goes that way. That's the whole point. Yeah. That is every... the whole point. Would you like to work off our uh, little Sloan hangover here? Yes. Ugh, I need to. <laughs> we Well, let's, let's just top line result. We both submitted. We both submitted papers for the sloan sports analytics conference we think we think that they went we think we have no confirmation from them (laughs) this is the same as before i remember this from two years ago like 
Okay, Sloan, anyone from Sloan, if you were listening to this, please make an auto reply. Come on, guys. Got the email. Come on. How? Like, I don't know how that doesn't exist, but. Yeah. Okay. All right, whatever. I did put myself as from the UK, so uh, we'll see if that Ooh. see if that works in our favor or against us. Not sure. I did. I well, I didn't put your address. They had optional. It's like I'm not. Why I am I putting his freaking address? I know. I didn't put yours, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we kind of did a study in contrasts, right? I went mm-hmm. all the way, including uh, having to rearrange the margins a little bit. Ooh, I I noticed it looked a little weird. Yeah, of course it looks a little weird. I mean, they give me, they give us, me, anyone, a table and a figure or two figures or two tables. Like, come on, I'm not, I'm gonna use everything they give me, but they say it has to all fit on one page. <laughs> right, right. Which, the one caveat, the little itty bitty caveat. I I don't, I don't really understand that. I mean, it's because downright I trying, disrespectful. <laughs> I was trying to imagine in my head what the like what the platonic ideal of a layout looks like when you have a figure and a table. Not what you produced, but I know that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, but I was like, well, I was out of time, and I was like, I'm not going to fight with this right now. But I know, I, isn't it? In in my field, there's like you know, cartography is part of part of what people do, but there are a whole lot of tasks where you're like zoomed in in a map you're making manual edits and like i i know people in my field who are just like oh just kind of make change these little tiny things and then they zoom out and then change things <laughs> again a million times it's just formatting it's just formatting yep. who cares you just have to do it at the end and save time at the end to fix everything mm-hmm. i so i think we i think we turned in two really good really contrasting Different. projects yes. which is yes exactly what we did two years ago <laughs> Right. Uh, and, you know, if one of them hits, I think we'll be happy. I don't understand. I mean, it's no, it's not really a lot of extra work for them to solicit extra papers. Did, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, they have to review all of them, read through all of them, and deal with more hate mail at that stage, which is probably harder to get, you know, avoid. I I guess so. I mean, one thing that we should maybe do is after we work on this, is try and find a statistical journal to submit it to. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Whatever. whatever. We were talking about that last year, but we were so depressed. Yep. Frankly, so whichever, just... whichever one of these it's going to be, we should we should do that anyway. It'll be fun. We'll just start the paper process now. I have to bulk up a lot of my statistical knowledge, my statistical jargon on this, if we want to do that. All right. Talk me, th- talk me through yours. How are you feeling about your, your abstract? Okay, so I mentioned it to you at the time, I think. Um, I did exactly what they said not to do, which has <laughs> made it a little bit more of a tease, made it a little bit more buzzy, mm-hmm. um, and was talking about work that has not been totally done yet. That's right. That's right. Right. You were but saying essentially about it. You're essentially saying that we put in one safe one and one wild one whereas well, mine looks super traditional yours is like ooh, you know it's, it's this like, like a, when it's you're a in meme yeah this is like yes distracted exactly. boyfriend meme <laughs> right this is 
like when you're in high school and the teacher is like, I, I want to tell you number of words, number of pages, doesn't matter. There's no correlation between the number of pages that you write and the grade that you're going to get. And then me, stupidly, every single time, it's like, I'm going to write a really concise paper, adhere to the rules, hand it in, feel like I nailed this. This is, you said, four to six pages. This is a five-page paper. It is full of the right words, blah, 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 blah. Someone else gives a page a paper that's 12 pages long not adhering to the rules not even done very well it was stream <laughs> of consciousness the entire time if you're listening you know who you are and then somehow they're the one that gets the a and yep. you know the person that follows a rule is the one that gets the uh b plus yep we've all we've all seen that before i think ah man i i know you know what i wouldn't even be mad you know i wouldn't even be mad if we ended up working on on the GIS project, to be like, well, okay, all right, we got to do this. Let's pour ourselves into it. Like, what? The what spatial else? Out of correlation, just gonna be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what else are we gonna do? Yeah, I'd, I would be a little bit like, okay, but but I mean, I had I had a lot of second guessing after putting in the clustering one. Like, oh, this is not, you know, this is a cool application and something that I think needs to be done. But like, oh, it's not really the sexiest one. People certainly have used clustering at the conference before. We have, but like, who cares? Who cares? It's not a bad, but this is the thing is that like we have to, this is a modeling technique. We are building on building on building yeah. on building. As we've, I've said before, you know, you start with a simple clustering algorithm, you build on top of that, you build on top of that. All of a sudden you have fucking robots. <laughs> we did, you know, we did do that. This is really like, it's, and you know it's not even badly built because I was gonna say it's that the foundation isn't that stable. But the foundation is incredibly stable, actually, in this. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Should we post them to the web page? Sure. That's the rousing endorsement I was looking for. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I think that about brings us to the review session. Austin Meadows. Real quick, a little premature on watching him in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, best laid plans. I mean, yeah. Good cue the comment about I could be watching him right now instead of talking to you. It is true. He's probably up to bat like now. But, uh, all right. We did it. Full season stats here. 138 games. 33 home runs. 83 runs. 89 RBIs. 12 stolen bases. And a 291 average. And after recalibrating last week... This is a good stat line. Oh, a hundred percent. This is a wow. really good stat line. Oh man, the people that picked him up, people that picked him up, they they were rewarded. I mean, he's twenty four years old and he's on an exciting team. So the question that well, is, let's not go too far. Okay, he's on. He, I mean, he's on a playoff team. This right? He yep. is on a playoff team. And he's on a team that there's, there's no real reason to think that they won't be interesting next year. Right. Right. I think the Rays will be interesting next year, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right. No, they'll be good. So then the question is, where does he go in the draft? Oh. Well, I mean, the problem is if you 
if you extrapolate this, those numbers are bonkers. We I, can't do that. Well, sophomore slump, right? You beat me to it. I you know I was going to say it. I know. I, I have to throw it down. But that but sophomore slump does not does not manifest itself in ADP. Oh, no, 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 no. It manifests no. itself in how he does. <laughs> but I'm asking where he's going to be drafted, not what kind of value is he going to return next year. I think he's going to be in that... Uh, I think he's going to be between 33 and... 33 and 50. That's going to be where he's I mean, I go. agree. I don't know that he makes it. I don't know that he makes it to 50 in many leagues. Oh, no, no. I think I think it's a it's a distribution that's strongly skewed towards the mid 30s. 33 to 48. And it's a it's a um asymmetric. It's an asymmetric oh, yeah. distribution it's a very between 33 asymmetric. and 48. With probably a, you know not many people. I don't think many people are going to go before, you know, early thirties on him. But I mean, there's, you're right. I think it's going to be the rare instance where he makes it to like the end of the fourth round in, or the end of the fifth round in a twelve team. But frankly, isn't this the stat line that you would have been happy with Charlie Blackman having? Oh yeah, I w- would have probably been more excited with this stat line than the one that he had. Yes. And I, I think, I mean, I think that says a lot. Not not that I think he's going to get drafted ahead of Charlie Blackman next year, because I don't think he will be. But I think I think there's a, actually a case to be made for a pretty good ADP, because these are solid, not crazy numbers. That's the thing. I think that these, I think that only two of these numbers are going to go up next year. Games played and runs. I think all yep. the other numbers are going to go down. Bet box. Um. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think of what it'll be. I I think his average goes down. But I think his I think both his stolen bases and his RBIs go up. And I of course completely agree on games. Okay, I think that more. I think that more of these stats that you're mentioning right now: games, home runs, runs, RBI, stolen bases, average. Are going to go down than up. Okay, I think more are going to go up than down. All right, nice. Whew, that's a very interesting bet box. Big fan of that one. Big fan of that idea. It's you know that it's going to be a push. Twenty-four years old. Well, I am going to be excited to, uh, you know, rewatch Austin Meadows next year. I will say that I'm not very confident that the Rays make a deep playoff run, which of course means that they'll go very deep now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right buddy who are we going to review this week a real playoff guy do you want to do a real playoff guy i i want to do somebody that we can actually watch yeah well you're gonna be watching him anyways he's you're not gonna like this he's not in the starting lineup i don't think he's gonna be in the starting lineup but i do think he's gonna get played appearances okay Cameron Maben. He's going to get played appearances, but you're right. He's not in the starting lineup, I don't think. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. 
Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.